Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Thursday, December 17th. S&P futures are up 20 points. That's about 50 basis points. NASDAQ futures are up a similar amount, also up about 50 basis points. The major European indices are up about 30 to 40 basis points. You are seeing strong outperformance in Europe in basic resources, media, retail, and utilities. You're seeing underperformance in banks, notably. Um, in Asia, mostly ended in the green. So obviously, the uh, recent rally is extending into Thursday. You know, other um, there has not been a lot of major macro news out since the Fed decision at two o'clock yesterday afternoon. So a lot of the catalysts that are being cited for the rally, you know, I've been in the market now for several days or weeks. So number one is stimulus. So Congress is nearing a fiscal stimulus deal. The price tag uh, continues to creep up over the last probably thirty six hours. You know, you've gone from about $750 billion to about $900 billion. So remember, these are the items for which there is a relatively broad support. This does not include the controversial items such as state and local aid and liability protection. So you're talking $900 billion. It looks like there will be another round of stimulus checks sent around to individuals um, worth about six or $700, so less than the, um, the original round of checks that came from the CARES Act. But still, um, you know, another another round of cash that will be sent to uh, individuals throughout the country. Um, so obviously, the fiscal stimulus remains very powerful, and monetary stimulus remains very powerful as well. The Fed was not terribly surprising yesterday. Um, you know, most people assume that they would just be updating the forward guidance for quantitative easing rather than shifting the pace or the duration objective of those purchases. But I think the fact that they two major points yesterday from the Fed stood out to me. Number one, not only that they continue to buy assets well into the future, the Fed said that until they have made substantial quote unquote progress towards their um, employment and inflation goals. I think the fact that they said they continue buying 120 billion per month, setting that as a floor in the asset purchases until substantial progress has been achieved, it's very important. They could have just said they would they would continue to make purchases and left the amount. Um, unidentified, but the fact they left it at 120 billion is very significant. Um, and then I think later on during the press conference, Powell was asked a lot about asset valuations and whether or not the Fed is fueling bubbles in certain parts of uh, financial markets. And um, you know, Powell pushed back on that some pretty forcefully, suggesting that the Fed does not see um, any uh, excess in asset valuations in large part because rates are so low. Um, you know, so those were the two main positive takeaways. The one perhaps negative takeaway was Powell also pushed back there. He received a ton of questions about whether or not the Fed would shift the duration objective of asset purchases. Um, and he uh, and he essentially answered no to that question on uh, several occasions, said obviously anything is possible in the future. Um, but it sounds like the Fed is really not interested at this moment in shifting the duration of purchases further out on the curve. Um, so that is the Fed. So obviously, fiscal and monetary stimulus remain powerful globally. Remember, this is not just a U.S. phenomenon. It's globally. This is a key pillar of the rally. Uh, the second key pillar is just vaccine optimism. So, you know, none of the news that we've been seeing in the last several days on vaccines is really all that incremental. Um, Moderna's FDA meeting is today. It should get uh, emergency use authorization um, as soon as today, if not on Friday. Um, so you're going to see Pfizer and Moderna's vaccines be administered throughout the uh, throughout the U.S. into the end of this year. There was a data point out last night just talking about how there's um, 
there may be some extra Pfizer vaccine supply, just given in the vials that are shipping, there's supposed to be five doses within each vial. Apparently, pharmacists are able to extract six um, or seven doses. So the supply situation is a little bit brighter than before. Um, the Pfizer vaccine could get a European approval on Monday. So those two vaccines are, uh, are, are again, um, moving forward and getting administered. Nothing all that shocking. Um, you know, I think the market widely assumes that Pfizer and Moderna are both kind of out in the market. The next major vaccine data point is going to be Johnson Johnson's interim phase three data, which is due out in early January. So in less than a month, um, that's, you know, that remember is a one dose vaccine versus Moderna Pfizer, which required two doses. Obviously, uh, Johnson Johnson's also um, does not have the same supply chain constraints that the others do as far as the cold storage requirements. So there's a lot of anticipation on Johnson Johnson. And then to the extent that vaccine does have compelling data, um, that just is another huge round of supply that could then get um, pushed out into the market. So that's really the next major data point for vaccines. But again, vaccine optimism is certainly helping to overshadow the near-term COVID backdrop, which is still quite grim. You know, you've had, um, you know, the, the transmission figures are remain explosive. Hospitalization numbers continue to surge. Um, fatalities, unfortunately, continue to surge as well. You had a record number out of California. You had a record number out of Germany. Um, Macron, the French president, was diagnosed this morning as positive with COVID. So near-term backdrop still very grim. Um, you're seeing more mitigation actions get put in place. You had Cuomo um, again yesterday talking about how New York City could return to a lockdown in January. Um, but again, I think vaccines are helping to overshadow that in the eyes of the market. Um, and then just corporate fundamentals remain very solid uh, um, in aggregate. You certainly have Companies that are very levered to uh, discretionary spending are certainly seeing incremental headwinds in the month of December because of COVID, because of mitigation actions. You saw two data points yesterday with Brinker Restaurants um, and then Southwest Airlines also kind of talked down uh, financial expectations. But in general, in aggregate, corporate America continues to perform very well. Um, not too many data points out overnight, other than Lennar earnings were quite robust and management's very bullish on the outlook for housing. Um, but just in general, going back over the last several weeks, we've had a lot of sell-side conferences. You've had a bunch of um, October and November end earnings reports, all very healthy as far as um, earnings overall, which is giving investors confidence in a 2022 EPS figure of about $195. That is very much providing um, the basis for 4000 plus S&P price targets, which have become quite popular among sell-side strategists. So those are the three main pillars, stimulus, vaccines, solid corporate fundamentals. Um, those really all continue to drive the rally. And like I said, no real major macro news out since the Fed at two o'clock yesterday afternoon. Um, no major micro news out either. Looking at the calendar for today, um, obviously, people will be watching the headlines on Washington very closely. Remember the 18th, so tomorrow at midnight is the deadline for the budget. The budget will be the vehicle through which stimulus will be passed. They may very well have to extend that budget deadline by 24 or 48 hours. That should not be a big concern. Um, it's just an issue. It's just a question of kind of wrapping up all the loose ends. It looks very, very likely you will see, again, this $900 billion stimulus get um, passed. It's just a question of whether it's uh, by tomorrow night or whether it's Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. Um, so obviously headlines out of Washington will be focused. Headlines out of Brussels will be focused as Brexit negotiations continue. Um, again, I think that's more of a nuisance issue than anything all that important, but obviously a Brexit deal is better than uh, no deal. 
You have U.S. jobless claims at 8.30. Um, you know, those are going to be watched closely just because you have seen some softening in in labor momentum. And and um, so that will be something that investors will be keeping their eyes on. And then you have a bunch of big earnings today, Accenture, General um, General Mills, Jable all this morning, and then FedEx after the close will obviously be very important. Um, just looking at the calendar over the coming weeks, you know, assuming you get a fiscal stimulus deal, assuming you get Brexit out of the way, um, with those two issues off the calendar, the last two weeks of December should be super, super slow. There's really no major catalyst events on the calendar. It's not until the week of uh, January 4th that you see um, a lot of real major uh, events back on the calendar. So the week of January 4th, um, you have the Georgia runoff races. You have the House Senate will formally certify the results of the November 3rd election. You have minutes from this most recent FOMC meeting. You have the jobs report. And then you could also have Johnson Johnson data that week. Um, so those are all the major themes, trends, and news items. Obviously, there's a lot more to talk about. So please check everything out in the piece this morning. And thank you for listening.